You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. Bad boys, bad boys. Good choice, Steven. Good job. This is way better than last week. <laughs> Bingus we're doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for Rookie Blue, Season 4, Episode 7, Friday the 13th. Ooh. I'm Tiana Hobson, and joining me, I have two lovely co-hosts. I'm Kim Dahlgren. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. We are missing one. Don't worry. Anique will be back with us next week. She's just a little under the weather this week so feel better girl we love you you missed a good episode um speaking of the episode a lot of freaky things are happening happening but we're gonna talk about all the freakiness later on (laughs) that sounds dirty (laughs) first we're gonna talk about sam's blast from the past so one of sam's old cases ends up coming up in this episode you know um, marlo and peck are out patrolling and some kids stumbled across a skeleton in the middle of the woods in a ravine and it turns out that it was a case that he worked 10 years ago when he was a rookie and it was him and his T.O. and they the the boy's name was Robert Robbins Mm -hmm. which is just an (laughs) awesome name (laughs) Um, and then um, so they ended up reporting him just as a runaway because his credit card was found was used in Dallas and so here it is ten years later and now they have a body. So Sam gets to reunite with his old TO officer. I thought it was really nice that we got to kind of get a glimpse into Sam as a rookie. And they look like they have quite a strong sort of friendship there too. It developed obviously more than just a training officer and a rookie sort of relationship. Yeah, and I liked how this episode, we got to see a lot of the backstories and personal sides of each of the officers individually. And I like how we go back to um, Sam because we we see all the rookies now, but then seeing the original officers being rookies, I think it's just a whole nice contrast. Yeah, And it kind of showed how they met and the T.O. was saying how he caught Sam selling the stolen car parts, Mm -hmm. was it? And so you kind of see, yeah, the glimpse back into... Sam's past and how he kind of got into it. Yeah, Sam was a little bit of a bad boy. He was. I could totally picture that. Though. Oh, yeah. Too. He's yeah. totally yeah. The, the reformed teenager bad boy who's mm-hmm. now a police officer and all his friends are like, really? You're a cop? <sighs> yeah. You were the one breaking all the laws when we were growing up. Well, and he goes into detail later on with about what happened with his dad when he was a kid, too, with the tool shed. Yeah. Saying yeah. how he was breaking the rules just so he could... Stay in that tool shed. So, yes. so Sorek and Detective Charlie Fitzgerald and um, Tracy are all working this case. Um, I loved when they showed the old video of Sam. They're going through the old evidence, and <laughs> Sam had been interviewing um, Robbie's best friend, whose name I can't find right now, um, Craig. 
and he okay. is all over the place, total rookie, and he reminded me of Dove. Yeah, I, in that I, moment, I agree. When Dove was Dove's like first year, when he was just kind of all I think over they had the like place, like a haircut, kind of similar yeah. thing going on there too. That like hair, standing, he's awesome. sitting, so, he's so young, he's so spastic. Yeah. It, it was actually really fun to watch, especially, you know, seeing the he's so well put together now. And then seeing him in his young form is just very entertaining. Yes. So um, Sam has to go um, tell Robbie's father, Mr. Robbins, about how they found the body. And um, he's a he's an interesting character. You know, he had that whole thing with no shoes. He yelled at him. He yelled at him mm-hmm. for, you know, not walking in with his Stop shoes your on. your boots. Well, yeah. They, yeah. They never yeah. really explained what that was about. I think it was just to show that he's a tyrant. He, he's an picky. OCD, yeah. neat, free, controlling. Because when they first showed the scene, like the open kitchen, and I was like, wow, everything's really clean. Especially for a guy, and this might sound a little me, a guy on a cane. Mm-hmm. It made me think that someone else was helping him out, but no, it turns out to be him and his personality that he just, he's so tight and set in his ways. And if something as small as about to step on his carpet with his boots, you know, throws him like that. It kind of gives you a glimpse into what Robbie obviously was having to deal with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sounds like Robbie and Sam grew up in similar situations. You know, Sam yeah. was talking about how his dad was, you know, always on him and Sam would act out just to get away from him. And then you have Charlie, whose dad was known for beating him and breaking bones. Right. In no, him throughout his childhood. There, so there's yeah. kind of a parallel there. I yeah. just thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And Robert. Um, so and he, he took an interest in that case. He's like, this is, I got my homicide. He said yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was invested in this from like 10 years ago. Yeah. He was very, he's a little That's too excited about he, having he, a, he homicide. a smile. Like, my homicide. <laughs> and his $50 yeah. bet that he had with right, uh, Charlie right. too. And I think it's just a flashback. I was just like, oh, these are my rookie days. And you know, just took him back and got a little bit nostalgic there. Probably remembered it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty well from the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. So after we find out, um, well, we had to re-interview Craig, who gave all the information about how um, Mr. Robbins used to beat Char- um, Charlie and stuff. Uh, or not Charlie. I'm sorry. Robbie. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, Robbie, all these IEs. Um, so then it turns out that Mr. Robbins is not a suspect because he actually cut a deal with an officer, he tells um, this to Sam, that he made a deal with the police years ago that he wouldn't pursue into Robbie's running away to Dallas and the police wouldn't charge him for the child abuse charges, mm-hmm. which immediately Sam's like, well, who you didn't, who uh, we didn't have officer. that conversation. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was Charlie. So we have a little bit of what do you do when your your idol, your mentor who saved you as a child when you were, you know, heading down the wrong path now you know, he's in the situation where he's the one who's done the wrong. I, and I don't know what you would do, but hopefully being in the police force, you think you would do the right thing. Well, I was surprised. No. I mean, the scene in the kitchen where Sam goes to confront him and I thought maybe he was going to take him away or something was going to happen. And Sam showed, you know, real. I don't know what it was. Sam's, really. Sam's reaction surprised me yeah because sam is like charlie was telling him you you couldn't live with yourself if you didn't take me in 
I clearly can't turn myself in. So he was a little suicidal, which Sam was trying to stop him from that. So he's right. like, mm-hmm. I won't, I won't pursue it any further. It's, you know, we'll, we'll drop it. We'll make it go away. And when he said that, I was like, wow, really, Sam? Like that, I mean, I understand that this man, what is a father to you, but to, the integrity of your work has always been so important to Sam and doing thing, doing the right thing that his reaction kind of shocked me a little bit. Exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, Sam, you're too good of a person to let this slip. Even though he is, yes, he's your mentor. You learned everything from him. You still, after all these years, you, you would know to do the right thing. I mean, I think he feels he owes maybe his like career and who he is kind of as a person to his TO for guiding him down this path. But also, even I, when you saw this guy, he's like, I'm not going to give you my gun. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for him, even though you know like what he's done. It's just like it was kind of a sad moment. So Especially he genuinely, I don't know if this makes it better or worse, but he genuinely did not think that um, Charlie was still alive. Robbie. Uh, Robbie. Yeah, Robbie. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. He thought the car had the car impact, had, had killed him. Right. Had killed yeah. him, and he didn't realize that he could have actually saved his life. Saved his life. But I think it also this, this the Sam and Charlie relationship is kind of like the father son relationship that they never had, that Sam never had. So I can understand why Sam wanted to maybe let it slip him. because mm-hmm. you know we heard that his personal father kind of abused him a little bit too. And so to see have his surrogate father, so to say, you know, go down the wrong path and, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to do anything to help him. And even Tracy brings up the fact, too, you know, um, when Sam tells her we're going to just say that there's no conclusive leads and the investigation is suspended. She's like, "Okay, but are you going to be okay with that? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, Sam's the one who's going to have to deal with it. And I think that would have eaten him alive. He would have. I mean, it would have been maybe interesting to see the downward spiral that I think it would have sent Sam on, but I don't want to see Sam on a downward spiral. No, we don't need that. Well, I was surprised. I mean, I feel like he also put a burden on Tracy, too, in that situation, but I was also surprised that Charlie ended up turning himself in in the end anyway. So. I kind of knew Charlie was gonna him, you you were going to turn himself in, yeah. but I was I was actually surprised with Tracy's reaction. I yeah. thought she was like, really, we're going to let this happen? Yeah. And she was okay with it if Sam was going to be okay with it. I feel like there's that police officer alliance. We have each other. Yeah, backs. we have each yeah. other's backs. And that's something that they spoke to in this episode as well as, you know, having each other's back. And you never really know a man, even if you think you do. You never really know someone. Kitten, you never really know a man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it goes to show that the all these officers at, at this division, they're really family. They're not just partners. They're family. Yeah. And you'll do yeah. anything to protect your family. Exactly. Yeah. Family well first. Said. And speaking of family, we consider you guys family. So please go on to iTunes and rate our show. Give us five stars. Leave us a comment. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Give us some feedback. And, you know, we do our best to respond to everyone every week. So please, please make sure you spread the love. And also, since you're already online, make sure you download Serial Buddies. It's a hilarious movie that's produced by Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos. And it's Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and, Dumber. and it's funny. It's so great. Just take the time to go ahead and download that onto your iPad, iPhone, computer, laptop, desktop, whatever you have. Download it. 
watch it when you're traveling, when you're at work. <laughs> Who needs to work anyways? Just when you're sitting in traffic on your when way you're to work. At, yeah, you can go. listen to it in traffic on your way to work. It's so convenient. So make sure you download Adventures of Serial Buddies. Yes. Yes. And now let's get into some of the spooky, <laughs> weird crap that was happening on this Friday the 13th episode. I kind of wish that today had been Friday the 13th. I know. It would have been like, thinking, really had, like what's tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> no, it August 3rd. Nope. Of course, they had to throw in some supernatural element to this. With yeah. Friday the 13th and being all superstitious and whatnot. Yes. So, of course, we get that this witch named Celery, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. I love that her name is Celery, and I love that she's a witch. Such a random name. Random so name. random. And, Celery. And I don't know what, if she's actually like a real witch or what, but she just keeps appearing places out of nowhere. No. Thin, Start, air. thin air. Starting with in front of Dove and Chloe's car, where Chloe almost runs her over <laughs> when she's trying to report that she's been robbed. This lady, Trina, came in because she was heartbroken and wanted to get her fiancé back. And so what do you do? You use a love spell to find Obviously. true love. Of course. Obviously. It works in all the Disney movies. Why wouldn't it work here? <laughs> um, ABC still Disney. Um, so This isn't Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong show. Sorry. Not till the fall. Not till the fall. Um, so her fiancé left her and she wants him back and... Celery gives her the spell that she's supposed to use in her bath for seven days. And after the seven days, which was um, Trina's 30th birthday, her true love would come back to her. And Trina's upset because this hasn't happened yet. And today's the day. So she steals her jewelry. That's the way to get <laughs> back at someone. Yeah. Steals the witch's jewelry. Yeah. Steals Not a good the idea. witch's no. jewelry. So they find it. But then, Could well, have been a pendant or something. Something yeah. that... Wiccans use during like rituals or something. I'm sure she had a lot of very old jewelry because if it's a witch and you know something's been <laughs> passed down through the generations, well, maybe. yeah, definitely. family heirlooms, yeah, family use. heirlooms. So she might have been able to get some money out of it, but it still wouldn't have brought you vintage. love. Yeah, mm-hmm. very vintage. That's very in right now. Trina was on to something. <laughs> she was trying to get her fashion points up, um, but. While she's in booking, karma came back around. Karma came back around. (laughs) (laughs) And she's talking almost in a crazy way where she's like, no, she poisoned me. And no, I need this. I need that. And she ends up collapsing after she throws up on Dove's shoes. Yeah. And then she collapses. And then Dove almost couldn't really care about the fact that there's a person on the ground in booking because he's like hand sanitizing his hands <laughs> and like, oh man, my shoes are ruined. He's like, really? Really? But I love that Chloe's like down there like, um, hello? <laughs> hello? <laughs> Trina, are you okay? So it turns out that she was poisoned. Um, not by, not on purpose. She but, ate she the ate, flour yeah. that was in her bath. If right. the bottle says, do not, do not eat. eat, do not eat it. But she he, got dis- her, her man wasn't there quick enough. Yeah, she yeah. got desperate. Yeah. She, so. was, she was all sorts of desperate. <laughs> Anything I'm not sure, for true love. Yeah, I'm not sure he should really stay with a crazy like that. <laughs> I mean, if that's what she does when, you know, you leave, heaven forbid, once you're married, 
who knows what could happen. Who knows? But the spell worked. Did it work? The spell worked. Yeah, yeah ultimately Or it fate did. brought them ultimately. together. Or fate. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But there's also... True love. <laughs> there's also maybe another love connection in there. Uh, um, Oliver Shaw seemed infatuated. Had, yeah, <laughs> like a little crush on the witch. Yeah. yeah. No, they I'm would sorry. actually be kind of cute together. He was flirting his little booty off. Mm-hmm. Like two very had a opposites. Yeah. yeah, very cute. I liked his scruff that he had going on. Like, oh, I'm, I left my wife, so I don't have to shave anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm a dirty man, but not dirty in a bad way. But I liked the scruff. It made him seem a little bit, I don't know. Scruff on a guy just does it for me. Me too. Yeah. More relaxed. Yeah, more relaxed. You can tell that he was stressed with his relationship, and now that the wife is kind of out of the picture, that he's just kind of himself. Yeah. And he kept offering celery tea. What was the thing with tea tonight? (laughs) Everywhere they went, they were like, do you want some tea? Oh, I don't have time for tea. Make my tea to go. I felt like they were trying to the tell tea? us something. Is tea like a mystical Friday the 13th thing? <laughs> Maybe because witches were involved, so, you know, it's herbal. It's herbal. Yeah, that's, yeah. No coffee. Know. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah we'll no go coffee. with that, I guess. Nothing's wrong with tea. Yeah. My name's tea, so. <laughs> yes. I have, I have it's just noticed. a weird day. So, yeah, instead of coffee, we're all drinking tea. Yeah, I get, that's it. Mm-hmm. Instead of coffee, it was tea because it was Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was something that I know every time someone said tea, we <laughs> yeah. all kind of looked at each other like, <laughs> what? Is there, like, a tea epidemic right now <laughs> happening? Um, so then on the other side of the city, we had some more weird stuff happening with Nick and Andy. Um, they got called to an abandoned building. Um, lady said she could hear screams coming from there. So they're kind of walking through almost a haunted house, I guess you could say. It's kind of creepy looking. It's kind of creepy looking. You know, you could tell no one's been in there for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole time Andy's trying to get answers out of Nick of what's wrong with Gail. Mm -hmm. And Nick does not want to talk about it. Mm Mm-mm. Well, I mean, they both, both Nick and Gail kind of express their uh, discomfort. I don't know what the word is this episode of how they were sort of dealing with the breakup, too. Like, Gail showed that. Nick showed it. So they they both didn't want to talk about it, but kind of hinted at what was going on under the surface. Yeah. And I liked how Andy kind of made light of he, he real she, sorry, she realized that Nick was was kind of down and whatnot, and so she lightened the mood with, like, just giving him a hard time, being like, oh, I'm not scared at this scary building. By showing how (laughs) cute they are as a couple. I know. That's what she was doing. She was making her man feel good. Mm -hmm. I I don't like them. I don't think they should be together. What? I don't think think anything's going to happen. Prediction. Prediction. I don't think anything's going to happen. Okay. (laughs) No. I just gave you the hand. No. (laughs) I saw that. Yes. You're entitled. You're entitled. We'll see. Oh, Marissa's much more diplomatic about this. I'm just like, nope, don't want to hear it. Marissa's like, everyone has their own opinion. We all have voices here. Yes. Well, um, while they're down there, you know, (laughs) they think that they finally find someone in there. Uh, Nick's kind of coming around the corner. Turns out not to be anyone hiding around the corner. It's just a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and they, they can be for, scary. Yeah, they had called for backup because weird things were happening. They thought they heard screams. And so backup shows up and, <laughs> and it's a mannequin that they were actually afraid of. I was hoping for something a little more dramatic, but it was a good kind of rise up to it, even though 
turned out to be nothing. There was really no point of this this storyline story yeah. other than the fact to get Andy and Nick together yes. after the breakup, uh, after Nick and Gail's breakup. I think it was just a nice thing for the audience to see those two flirt with each other again. Yeah. And the whole time, Gail's over at the divi- in the morgue just being a total biatch <laughs> to the poor um, forensic She's lady. She's her a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Whose name I didn't get, so I'm sorry about that. She spoke way too fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we get it. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Hold up. <laughs> uh, but I kind of liked her. She, she reminded me of Gail. She didn't just, take Gail's non... Yeah, her, she didn't take... Yeah. Attitude. Gail's yeah. attitude. She reminded me of Gail without the attitude. Because she's actually just more of like a socially awkward person who means well, whereas mm-hmm. Gail is just a biatch, mostly. <laughs> and she, ta- she, yeah, she talks straight without having the attitude that Gail has. Yeah. yeah. But I liked at the end when Gail kind of did open up a little bit mm-hmm. and say, you know, when I see I'm like a cat in a tree, I climb up so high and then I don't know a way down, so then I create something to... You know, ruin my relationships. Right. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah. She filled her head up with all these ideas and... Ruined it. And ruined the relationship before she even gave it a chance. But that's Gail. Yeah, and I only say that because that we see her, she tries hard and she she kind of means well, but ultimately she she's her own worst enemy in relationships. Yes. I like the ending line when um, the forensics doctor said, you know, oh, yeah, I used to do the same thing. Um, turns out I didn't like men. <laughs> he was like, yeah, me either. <laughs> and she said, no, like, like I'm, a, I'm a lesbian. Okay. She goes, oh, I just hate people. <laughs> and it's moments like that where I'm like, yes, Gail, I get you. And then there's other times when, I mean, the whole day you didn't have to sit in the morgue in her area being a complete biatch for no reason. But sometimes it's good to just kind of vent out to someone you don't know. That's true. And and to find someone who will actually just, who really doesn't care, it's kind of cathartic. Well, and it's good she wasn't with, you know, paired with McNally or anyone else. You saw the little attitude she kind of gave her in the morning with, oh, Nick's waiting for you or whatever that was. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if she was with someone else, it, it could have been a little more of like a bashing situation. Yeah. I kind of hope that Gail and this doctor lady start a friendship. I could see them. She needs a friend because even though she's a part of the original Rookies crew, she's always kind of kept herself on the outskirts and not letting herself get really tight with that group. So she doesn't have a really close friend. And I think that she might have just started a budding new friendship. Yeah, that'd be nice to see. Yeah. Because I think... Maybe they won't pair up in a relationship, but it'd be nice to see just another fresh friendship that's yeah. starting in this season. Maybe so. Gail would be a lesbian, and they can date. Hmm. No. no. So we think... That's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. That's I mean, possibility. I feel like Gail is someone who would experiment. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think so. So we'll see what happens with that. Um... <laughs> But then speaking of new relationships, we have <laughs> Dove and Chloe over here, who in the beginning of the episode, Dove is still in the doghouse, and 
He should be. It was really cute what he was trying to do, but <laughs> his, his little heart cookie with "I'm sorry," but standing behind the locker scared when, the crap no. out of her. Scared the crap out of me. Right? You don't do that. No, especially in a woman's locker room. No, when you she's don't. showering. Yeah. yeah, when she's showering alone, <laughs> right? And then you appear out of nowhere. At least make a noise to like announce yourself. Like, mm-hmm. oh hey, sorry. Chloe? Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. mean to startle you. Excuse me. But, um. Poor cookie. Yeah, the poor cookie. She destroyed that cookie. She ruined it all. She But she saved a piece for herself. I know, but she, she could have had that whole thing. <laughs> Come on. What a waste. Marissa's thinking about the chocolate. I'm like, I'm such a sweet tooth. And to see a huge cookie like that go to waste, it, it kills me. <laughs> Being just a chocolate lover woman. I'm there with on. you. And yeah. now I'm going to make it worse. Think about how many times they had to do that, so how many cookies oh, they had no. on deck that they kept destroying. Well, shoot. Now you're making me all sad. <laughs> now you're going to have nightmares tonight about cookies crumbling and you not being able to grab them in time. It's wasteful. I mean, come on. <laughs> They're starving children in America and we're wasting cookies left and right, people. Um, so at first, Chloe clearly is like, no, you have been pushing me away all this time. And now you're giving me mixed signals. And now you're bringing me a cookie. What's going now on? Now you're bringing me a cookie. What's really happening? Um, but by the end of the day, they spent the whole day together working with the witch and Trina sorting out their oh, problems. Of oh, the Wiccan. And Trina working <laughs> out their problems. And so... He kind of comes back to her for one last pledge and, you know, I want another chance with you. And when he said the line, because the girl in me swooned hard when he said, you're a game changer. And that scared me at first, but I'm not going anywhere unless it's with you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wrote that down, too. That's really romantic. And it takes a lot for a man to say that. Yes. They look super cute together. They do. Yeah. They are super cute together. Yeah. I love them together, and that line just made me fall in love with Dove a lot. So what's, like, their celebrity, like, mesh name, couple name? Dove and Chloe. Doughy? <laughs> Doughy. Totally. It would be Doughy. Yeah. Doughy. Or, or Clove. Or Clove. Clove. Yeah. I don't know. Clove. Clove. <laughs> it's a long O. Yeah. So. I like Clove. Doughy. Clove. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> we digress. Enough of yeah. I just wanted to hear you guys <laughs> So we have that relationship to look forward to because they started making out in the locker room. So clearly we don't care what Frank thinks anymore because we're making out at work now. So that'll be fun for everyone. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Um, oh, my gosh. How could I forget? Um, Marlo's in counseling oh, and right. her and Sam. Oh, right. Mm, yeah, Marlo's. I liked how we got this scene of Marlo because she's not the one to really open up to anyone. And then so this is really the only legit reason that she can open up to her therapist. And we learn a bit more about her personal backstory, which I thought was interesting. It was a nice personal opposite of what we've seen of her. Yeah, and like... The, the way last- she was behaving in the therapist's office too was different than what we've how we've seen her act when she's in uniform, like with everyone else. So she's very giddy, very giddy. Which yeah, she was laughing yeah, she in, was in the therapist's office, and then when she's in at the division, she's completely serious, mm-hmm. stoic, poker face. And even yep. you know, she said that to her therapist. You know, if I come in here and I have energy, you think I'm off my meds. If I come in here and I'm just like serious, you think I'm depressed. So 
you know, it's it's got to be hard for her to balance the two and show people, you know, that she is still normal and functioning, even though she has bipolar. And that's probably mm. why she's hesitating maybe telling Sam, because if her therapist, who is there to listen to her or whatnot, is, you know, making that assumption when she's laughing or being happy, maybe, is saying, like, are you on your medication? She yeah. doesn't want that from Sam and everyone else, so... But I need yeah. to know what happened the last time she was in a relationship. Because all the therapist said was, last time you were in a relationship, <gasps> things... Remember what happened. Yeah, remember what happened. Oh, that's right. So, what happened? I feel like she Something's went off her coming. meds for a bit. Maybe got a little cray-cray. <laughs> and maybe we shall see. But um, it was interesting because um, at the end of the episode when her and Sam were talking and Sam finally... Sam sees, you know, Andy and Nick walking out joking and, you know, laughing with each other. And then it's like, we never talk. We say the same thing after every day. Here's how my day really went. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gave her the opportunity to open up and she still held back. And I think this personal barrier that she's putting herself and Sam between them, those two, that like this will ultimately ruin their relationship. Definitely. If you can't be open and true to your loved one, then I don't think that'll work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well And we also didn't see Diaz again. He's still gone. He's still Aww. gone. Still with Timmons. They're they're trying to make us miss him, I think. Yeah. They're like, Nope, we're not gonna let you guys just have one week off. We're gonna make you sweat. Maybe he'll come back for the wedding next week. Maybe. Oh right. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Let's get into some After Buzz TV News. Um, well, I have like spoiler alert news. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And this is courtesy of Anique because she emailed it to me earlier. And it (laughs) (laughs) there's an article. I didn't read too much into it, but I saw pictures of Diaz coming back. And of Andy and Nick babysitting and kind of playing house with each other with um, Diaz's son. So it's not the like, first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're at the they're at the park pushing them on the swings and stuff, and so they look very cozy. Like maybe they could be in a relationship at that point or starting a relationship at that point. Mm-hmm. But who? I mean, who knows? And also, like, because I didn't, because I I got that same thing. Yeah, I didn't watch or look at the pictures but i read the article (laughs) (laughs) and so but i read that um there's something that's gonna happen with diaz and might tear diaz's family apart oh Mm. like that's not his son (laughs) not your kid (laughs) your kid how many times can we say that? A few more. A few more. A few more. Until it comes true, we will Until keep Until we're vindicated. Diaz, that's not your kid. You're not, not the baby, baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> not the baby daddy. Get Maury up in here. Um, any other news and gossip? Anyone? No? No. All right. Well, let's move into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV prediction. All right, so we saw in our previews that Frank and Noelle's wedding is happening next week. Right. But maybe we have a runaway bride. Prediction, I think that it was taken out of context when she says, I'm not getting married. So I think 
it's they're gonna go through with it. Everything's gonna be happy. That's what I think. I mean, it's yeah. Frank and Noel. Right. I mean, come on. Come on. They're so in love. He stood by her when she, you know, got pregnant and you yep. know went through all the shots and stuff like that. It's not his child, but he's there being a father and staying with her. You don't run out on a guy like that. Yeah, and Frank even said, this is the, my third time getting married. <laughs> third time's the charm, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think that because this is a wedding... A lot of romance in the air. Andy and Nick, they're going to get together, maybe make out. At least. She's definitely saving him a dance. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So maybe we might get some goods next week. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, they're totally going to go through with the wedding. Okay. My prediction is that Sam has been seeing Andy and Nick get closer. He is going to get jealous, maybe end up ruining his relationship with Marlo. Marlo will then go off her meds and go bat shit cray. And, Let's hope so. <laughs> and all this drama will happen and everyone in the division will find out that she's bipolar and it's just going to be this whole big thing. But I think that she's going to going to go crazy once Sam breaks up with her to be with Andy. Oh, all right. That's good. That I, is really good. I'd like to see just um, Marlo kind of go off the deep end. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just so we can get a taste of it. Yeah, I just need to, a little peek at what she can be capable of. Yeah. So just a little nosedive down. Just a little one. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Keep up, bring us your predictions. Um, where can they find you guys on social media? At Kim Dahlgren on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. I just changed it last night. So now I have to remember that. At the Tiana Hobson. So make sure you keep in touch with us throughout the week. Let us know what you think, thought about this episode, what you think will happen next week. And until then, we'll see you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 